Tennessee. Or it could be, we're talking taters, we're talking taters today, we're talking taters, the green go away, and the taters, all day with Denver and Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're talking taters today. Yeah, there's so many different kinds of potatoes, and they're all coming in season right now. If you go anywhere to buy potatoes, you're going to go, wait a minute, especially if you send your significant other out to buy potatoes. Mm -hmm. Don't okay. do that. <laughs> Don't, don't send them to buy potatoes without a very specific list and tell, tell them to buy the ones in the bag because you'll know you're going to get what you want. Mm -hmm. Unless they're a tater expert. Yeah, yeah, if you're married to a tater expert, that's a whole different thing. Now we're going to talk, it's, it's the holiday season, so we're going to talk sweet potatoes. We're going to talk sweet potatoes, but I wanted to give an ode to the workhorse of the kitchen, which is the regular potato, mm -hmm. because you're going to see those as mashed potatoes, you're going to see those as roasted potatoes. So I just wanted to briefly talk about the three mm -hmm. main workhorses of the kitchen. Okay, first of all, your Yukon Gold. Mm -hmm. They're going to be your potatoes that um, are going to be light and fluffy, and when a recipe calls for something like that, you're going to use the Yukon Gold. If you happen to get one that's got a little spot like that, just cut that off. It's still a perfectly fine potato. So this is uh, your Yukon Gold. Your red potatoes, a lot of people use those to mash, but mm -hmm. they're going to be a little heavier when you mash them. They've got more starch in them. Mm -hmm. So I prefer to use a white potato when I'm doing mashed okay. potatoes, unless the only ones I have in the house are red. And guess what? I'm going to use a red potato. <laughs> that's all my potatoes. That's what I got. That's what I'm going to use. And then this is a, a standard arch potato, as my dad would call it, in the mountains of mm -hmm. Carolina, or Irish potato. Um, utility potato you hear in the mm -hmm. restaurant industry, that's one that you're going to make into french fries, peel, mm -hmm. uh, make potato chips out of, nice bake, and bake it, all the that russet. Sort of stuff. Is this a russet? Russet, yeah. yeah. So those are the main three regular taters. We've covered that ground. Now mm -hmm. we're going to talk about sweet potatoes. They come in all shapes, sizes, and forms. We have not yet gotten our purple sweet potatoes out of the ground, but they're coming. And then we also have a white sweet potato. They have totally different flavor profiles and starch contents, and you don't find those in the everyday grocery store. Mm -hmm. They're more of especially come to the farm and get those yeah. kind of potatoes. You are starting to see more Japanese sweet potatoes, which mm -hmm. have a purple outside and a white inside. Yeah. They're more starchy than a traditional orange sweet potato. And when you cook them, are they white? They stay white, yep. Okay. And they're, for people that don't like super sweet sweet potatoes, they're your go-to for that. Okay. I'm a sweet potato girl. I like them really sweet, yeah. These are not in the same family as these potatoes. Okay. So um, they are potato, they're not a yam. These are true sweet potatoes. There's a difference in the species of the plant. Um, but we're going to talk sweet potatoes. We've got garnet sweet potatoes here, and then we have a traditional variety, the Beauregard's. The Beauregard's. That's very southern, I do think. It, it is. Mm -hmm. And most of the potatoes you see in the grocery store are going to be this particular variety because mm -hmm. it does so well in the lower south where the soil is very poor and sweet potatoes grow really well. So if they can't get any other crop in, they're going to get a good sweet potato crop. So that's ah. why you see Mississippi, um, Alabama. You'll also see some North Carolina. That's a mm -hmm. big crop in North Carolina, in that middle part of the state where the soil isn't quite as good. Mm -hmm. um, and then this, this? this is a garnet sweet potato, okay. and it's a little bit more red when you cut into it. This is going to be very orangey. Like feel laying down. Oh. And this oh, is going to be a little bit more red on the inside. 
inside. Okay. So just a little deeper in color. Mm -hmm. Flavor profile. Garnet red. Okay. Gotcha. Very similar. Mm -hmm. So with sweet potato, um, you cure a sweet potato when it comes out of the ground? That's the thing that I wanted to really talk about. I've never heard of curing the sweet potato, but let's talk about what that does and, and why that is. You don't just pull them right out of the ground and eat them. Um, a potato, whether it's this kind of potato or a sweet potato, when it comes out of the ground, the skin is very soft. Oh, okay. You can just flick it off with your fingernail. Okay. It's not going to soar if it has all that bacteria that can get right to the flesh. So what mm -hmm. you want to do is you want to take it out very carefully. A lot of times we'll leave a lot of dirt on them mm -hmm. until it dries, and then we can come back and just brush the dirt off. The skin will harden up just like it would on a butternut squash or any other kind of okay. squash. And that is what's called curing. You want about two weeks mm -hmm. uh, in a nice, dark, cool temperature, and that will make the skin harden off a little bit so that if you tap them together, it doesn't automatically bruise the potato. Wow. So you have cured your sweet potatoes, cured them, and now when you get ready to cook them, you can do one of two things. Some people actually peel them and go ahead and dice them up and cook them that way in the mm -hmm. shape that they want, but a lot of times I'm in a hurry. I'm just going to put them on a baking sheet and throw them in the oven. If you have been roasting something, say you have a pot roast that's come out in your oven, mm -hmm. about 375, and you're thinking, oh man, so I'm turning the oven off. What can I, what can I do with that energy? Because energy is expensive now. Right. Put a couple of sweet potatoes on a sheet pan, put it in the oven, leave it overnight, come back the next morning, they're cooked perfectly. Don't waste the oven time. Just low and slow overnight to cool off. It'll work great. Or even faster, if you're going to do them in the microwave, please make sure you remember to take a fork, prick it yep. all the way around because otherwise it's going to explode on you in the microwave and not be very good. So three ways to make sweet potatoes. Then you take a sledgehammer and chisel just about it to get it out of your microwave. Right. But we, no. we don't want to do that. So they're super easy to use and make and super delicious. Before you, if you want to, I see, I love, and I've been to restaurants where they cube them and then roast them with oil mm -hmm. on them in the oven. They're mm -hmm. so, so good that way. Do you need to parboil these first before you cut them into cubes? No. Just peel them, just take a vegetable peeler, mm -hmm. peel them, and then just like you would any other potato, cut them in the shape that you want the half moons or the cubes or whatever, okay. and then put them in. Toss them with the oil. You know, mm -hmm. grab a mixing bowl. Yeah. Put the potatoes in. Toss them with the oil oh, there. Not drizzle. Don't okay. drizzle it because you're going to miss potatoes along the way, and you're going to be very sad and look very dry. So go ahead and mm -hmm. cook them. Put your seasoning on them. Then spread them out. Make sure you can get air circulation around all the potatoes mm -hmm. in the pan. And okay. do you bake rather than broil? Um, I put them in about 400 degrees and bake them. 400 degrees bake them. That's how you get those wonderful cubed roasted potatoes. And we don't have them here, but what about those little tiny potatoes now that are so popular in the little bags? Oh, the little fingerling style yeah. potatoes? Mm -hmm. They're wonderful, and you can get a great color variation. You can get from purple to red to white to mm -hmm. yellow. Um, those are roasting potatoes. Okay. You're going to cut them in half or even roast them whole. Do the same thing. Put them in the bowl. Coat them with mm -hmm. whatever avocado oil or mm -hmm. regular oil. Worse? You don't need. You don't eat, uh, that's what I thought. I thought you can even yeah. eat the feel. Make, usually, if you get them in a bag in the store, they've already washed them. Mm -hmm. If you're going to wash them, dry them. Okay. Don't put them in wet with the oil. Dry them off, cut them with a paper towel. Then put the oil. Put them in with salt and pepper. Roast them about the same temperature, 10-15 minutes, depending on the size. Um, things that people forget is you want things to be even size. Mm -hmm. So it cooks evenly. So if ah. you've got some that are this big and some that are this big, then cut this one in half. Okay. Get them to the right size so they all cook at the same time. I love that. 
My favorite, my favorite recipe, some people call it potato soup. Well, my Aunt Leslie used to make this, and I thought it was the best thing I'd ever had. Aunt Leslie would have a big bowl, and she called them new potatoes. New potatoes, and she new called potatoes. them. And they were a bunch of them that were still little bitty like that. Mm -hmm. And she would put them in and stew them down. She called it stewed potatoes. But it was basically potato soup, and she left some of the chunks in there. And oh, my lordy, that was some homemade cornbread. So good and comforting this time of year. Mm, absolutely. Didn't need any cheese or anything put in it. It was so good. And she was ahead of her time because she was doing what most restaurateurs do. When you get potatoes, they're sorted by size. Mm -hmm. A is the biggest one, like this guy right here, mm -hmm. and then you have the next size down, half that size would be a B, mm -hmm. and then a quarter of that size is a C, and mm -hmm. then you have creamers, uh, and the creamers are those little bitty ones like you were saying that she left mm -hmm. in the pot, but now I want that soup really mm -hmm. bad, Devin, and why did you have to bring that potato soup, because now I'm on it. I know. Let's, see. let's go find out this recipe. I know. Okay. We got Aunt Lizzie. We're thinking of you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brenda Fielder. When it comes to sunrooms and screen porches, we have more than 60 years experience helping Middle Tennesseans add value to their homes. At Mid-South Exteriors, we install all types of siding, from hardy board to all the new vinyl designs. We also do custom trim, gutters and downspouts, we even do roofing, and of course, energy efficient replacement windows. Our website is our showroom, so we come to you and sell direct to you for less. MidSouthExteriors.com we opened up the week of the pandemic, but moving forward three and a half years later, almost four years into business, our format has changed just a little bit. We are now doing more private and corporate events because we can hold up to 40 people in our space and we can cook and create a hands-on experience and cooking classes with team building events or with families who love to make homemade pastas to French and Italian style cooking here at Black Diamond. Uh, what about bridesmaids? I, I heard that this is a really cool thing for bridesmaids to get together and have a, an event. So we have such an elegant space and we've had a few bridesmaids come to do elegant bridesmaids um, parties here um, for their girls, um, showing them how to cook, hands-on experience, cooking for two or cooking for 20. They all wanted to learn and cook something new and have a fun time celebrating their future upcoming nuptials. We've got the holidays coming up, and there are people who wait last minute. Uh, are there any openings and possibility for creating a holiday experience for your company at Black Diamond through the holiday season? Yes, um, we're planning on doing several um, videos on doing appetizers putting together that are very simple and fun that you can get your kids or grandkids involved in for a crowd or for two. So it depends if you want to take something to an event um, to add to somebody else's party or create a beautiful event for yourself and your home for your family. How long have you been open here at Black Diamond? Since 2020? Since we opened up the week of the pandemic, the world was shutting down and we opened up and we were going against the grain of the universe. Yes, you did. But you know what? You always go against the grain and you are doing it beautifully and deliciously right here. This is also a, a performance kitchen, a performance studio. If someone wanted to rent to do a cooking show or something like that, is that a possibility for this beautiful yes, space? Yes, we have a very elegant space that anybody who would love to do cooking shows or bring a group in and teach a class yourself. We have every 
pot, pan, knife set, spatula, dish plate, all the kitchen tools that any chef would dream about. How do people find out more information about Black Diamond? You can email us at blackdiamondculinary at gmail.com or just give me a jingle at Black Diamond Culinary or check out our website. We have our beautiful chicken stock here with our pureed garlic, salt, and pepper. It's come to a boil. We're going to add one pound of yellow polenta. We're going to cook this all up so deliciously. We're going to pour it in a large pan, and we are going to let it sit and rest overnight. Cooking up deliciousness at Black Diamond Culinary. We have our beautiful fried polenta with our breast of duck and port wine cherry reduction sauce. So good. Ready, aim, chunk. The Great Pumpkin and his kin take flight at the Clyde York 4-H Center in Crossville. Just how far can he fly? Combining air travel and the tumble forward some 200 feet, depending on whether the spirit of Halloween has been dieting lately. I can't wait to see them bust whenever they hit the ground. <laughs> Pumpkin Chunkin, as it's known, where 4-Hers take this slingshot of a catapult and hurl seasonal spheres forward. Um, well, I like to build things, and I like to see how far I can throw something. So I think those two just go together. A blast of a science lesson for these 4-Hers. They learn the mechanics, math, and physics of chunking, measuring how far their fruit can fly and what's needed to create flight. We kind of break down what your, your basic average tools are, levers and things like that, and we move on to our force of motion and gravity and how a bigger object is going to need more force to move forward. This experiment is part of the STEM curriculum here at the York Center. STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. That's been a big focus for 4-H in recent years, preparing kids for possible future careers. You know, when we talk about even just pumpkin chunk, and we'll take that for example, you know, we're talking about engineering and what does an engineer do, um, you know, and the different kinds of engineers that, that you can be. The York STEM curriculum is called REAL, Redefining Environmental Education for Life. Before heading out to the Chunkin range, the kids build many catapults, pieced together with rubber bands and pencils. They practice first with marshmallows, which preps them for the larger objects they'll fly later. And you stack up, see how your best leverage happens, mm -hmm. see where you get the most resistance. More resistance, more force. If you happen to see the great pumpkin flying overhead this Halloween, know that he may have had some help from a Tennessee 4-H'er. Learning that can't be grounded. Orange and Airborne. This is Charles Denny reporting. Hey y'all, it's Sylvia again. You're coming to you from our produce warehouse, which is now our farm market going old school for the month of October. When you come into Green Door, make sure you come in through the front entrance and see us here in the big green building. It's really hard to miss. We're going to see you for our farm market. All kinds of delicious things, all your favorite Fresh bread, Jenny's ice cream, our produce. Yay! See you here.
Welcome in, everybody. It's time for a new episode of Streetwise. I'm Devin O'Day, along with Kim Van Atta from the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, and we're going to be talking about Halloween. <laughs> and it can be a wonderful time. It should be a wonderful time. But it's also one of the most dangerous times of the year for pedestrians and children. I read they're 47% more likely to be hit on Halloween than any other time. It's I think probably they're worried about their treats and they're looking down in their bags and what do I have and where can I go next? So they're running to the next house and there are so many more of them out there. And then to this year, actually, Halloween's not even on a weekend, so we're dealing with people coming home from work and probably not paying attention. So, yes, I can see that. It's a Tuesday night this year, and if you are in a neighborhood, you're going to have to really watch it because especially between... And, and, and what are the hours that we're really talking about where it's really the most active? Because they start early. They do start early, but... I mean, it's almost winter, so the days are getting shorter. It's getting dark earlier. And then the dusk, where it's halfway between dark and light, that's a problem, too, because you can see some, but maybe not as well as you could see. And again, like I said, these kids, if they don't have supervision, they're going to be running to the next house. They're not worried about the roads. Memphis is in the top five cities in America for pedestrian fatalities. Nashville's up in the top 10 because Nashville's gotten worse. But all of our their big urban areas, Chattanooga, Knoxville, Nashville, Memphis, are really high in pedestrian fatalities. And all it begins with is just paying attention. And whether it is Halloween, whether it's Christmas, whether it's a wedding party and you're just down there, we want to encourage you to pay attention and to get there safely and drive alive. That's right. Well, thank you for your time today, Kim. Uh, these are very important things. And I know that people are going to watch this show and they're going to think, hey, I'm going to tell my kid. I'm going to save my kid. I'm going to let them know that it's okay to call if it's late at night and they might have been drinking. Even if they weren't supposed to, they're going to call and they're going to get home safely. That's all we want is for everybody to get home safely. Thanks for all you do in the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, too. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. And thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to be a media platform and to come and share our message. That's what we hope, that it's going to make a difference for someone. And it will. And it will. And don't forget, buckle up. Well, you didn't say booze it and lose it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> buckle up, booze it and lose it. It's the Halloween show. Thanks for watching, everybody. It's the biggest racing show of the year, Friday through Sunday, November 3rd through 5th at National Fairground Speedway. Six fast-paced divisions of racing on the quarter mile Friday night. Pole qualifying in three big feature events Saturday night. And the Curb Records Big Machine Vodka Spike Coolers All-American 400 on Sunday afternoon. Racing starts at 6.30 Friday, 5 o'clock Saturday, and 1 o'clock Sunday. Tickets available at nationalfairgroundspeedway.racing or at the gate on race day. It's the 39th All-American 400 weekend, Friday through Sunday, November 3rd through 5th. Get your tickets now. At Chapels, we pride ourselves on offering a wide variety of the freshest fruits and vegetables, handpicked just for you. We have a wide selection of the freshest, highest quality meats that will leave your taste buds craving more. Our friendly staff is always ready to lend a helping hand. We believe in treating every customer like family because at Chapels, your family is our family. We've been locally owned and operated for over 60 years. You can visit any of our Chapels locations in Dixon, White Bluff, McEwen, and Centerville.
In the jungle, through the desert, in service to the cause, takes one life to save another, right or wrong. After everything I gave, I got one last man to save. I just need to tell my story with a song. It's my Operation Song's mission is to empower veterans, active duty military, and their families to tell their stories through the process of songwriting. If you've been traumatized or have PTSD or traumatic brain injury like a lot of our veterans do, sometimes your, your thoughts and emotions, they're a little scrambled. But songwriting takes all that stuff and we just get them talking and then you can say, okay, I think this is, the, this is the big idea. This is what you keep coming back to. And you can create a narrative arc to hang the story on. It's very gratifying and just kind of validates everything they've been through. So when you got drafted, all right, letter come in the mailbox? Yeah. Greetings from the president. <laughs> I was in Company B of the 310th Infantry. And we went to this town, and just as we got into the edge of that town, all those sirens started. And you talk about scaring somebody, and that'd scare anybody. This whole time you've been talking about, since you crossed that first river, you were under fire that whole time? Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, artillery fire, especially. That artillery fire was something else. And those Germans are good at it, I'll tell you. How long were you in combat? Uh, about four months. Four months? That's four months too long. Oh, I'm sure, sir. <laughs> I'm sure. Music is, is spiritual. It's spiritual. It's your soul. It's your being. We all have a song that when it comes on, it's our song. And it will take you back to that night, that girl, that boy, that moment. And I think when we start playing the music and we get them started writing a song, they're not telling us a story. They're writing the truth, the honest God truth, and it, nothing's more powerful. You're talking Southern rock or, 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 or Seeger, right? Yeah. Right, grew up. So, you're talking about Jim Croce, all them. Croce? What are you hearing over there, Steve? I'm at Kaminsky Field. Not far from where Ventura played Grass was green and old glory was flying It was baseball in America 
And 82 young men raised their hands and took the oath that day. That's where that would fall really good. The difference in what I've done most of my life and what this is, is we make the songs up in Nashville and hopefully somebody records them because it's close to what they lived, you know, but this is the real deal. The truth is what matters. And so when people hear the truth, they know it. The film went back from Cameron Bay in a classified bag to the USA. But the negatives stay in my mind. I've looked at them a million times. We shot the pictures. They shot the guns. Of the wreck, um, I had just moved. We had just moved to Tennessee. Uh, I had been determined I was 80% disabled by the military. And I was a little angry at some things that had happened uh, and how they impacted my life. I walked through that door and it changed my life. You instantly felt like I'm with my people. This is where I'm supposed to be. We've had people from, or vets from World War II all the way up to the, the current conflicts. Even though somebody served in World War II or Korea or Vietnam, you know, the same similar issues that I'm dealing with in 2019 are the same issues that they dealt with back in the 60s and 70s. And so to have that camaraderie is pretty awesome. One of the guys from Afghanistan, he was a sniper in Afghanistan. He had PTSD. He was one of the original six. But his name uh, was Matt. And Matt said, you know, seeing the guys uh, from Vietnam that have survived 46 years really makes me feel good and that there's maybe a chance that I can survive. It's my song, it's my life My brothers and my sisters Bring me back alive One song at a time At Fred's Flooring, we're your source for quality flooring options. Our extensive experience and knowledge in the industry means we have the expertise to get the job done right. From carpet to tile, hardwood to laminate and luxury vinyl, we have everything you need to find the perfect floor for your home. As the Main Street Award favorite floor store winner for 2023, we know what it takes to satisfy our customers. And with our convenient financing options, you can get your dream floors now and pay over time. Visit fredsfloors.com or call us today. Hi, I'm Brenda Fielder. At Mid-South Exteriors, our custom sunrooms bring the sunshine in without all the heat and the bugs. And they keep you warm all winter while you enjoy the outdoors all year round. They add real value because we build them like your house to match your house. Or let us save you energy by replacing your windows and old siding. And because we have no retail overhead, we come to you and sell direct to you for less. Call us at 833-8003 or visit us at MidSouthExteriors.com we are here each and every week, and we are so glad that you are too. Remember, follow, subscribe, and share. And if you're looking for a blessing, remember, you've got to first be one.